0: Welcome to Oracle Aura. My name is Jada Christina and I am so excited to be here right now. I took what was supposed to be a two week hiatus from Instagram and it honestly just turned into me taking a hiatus from everything that I was outwardly creating in my business. So I was still working with my coaching clients, but I wasn't creating anything on Instagram or Facebook or anything like that, not even the podcast. And wow allowing myself that time to just let everything fall away that needed to fall away was super important and i'm really glad that i did it but i'm also really 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 freaking glad to be back and to have this new revitalized energy towards what i'm doing and what i'm creating my soul is really on this mission to connect with people who are empaths, healers, intuitives, and just help them step into their purpose. So all of you who are listening, who feel like the traditional path is not for you, you're here to do something different, and you feel like your soul is calling to something different than what you've been told you're supposed to do in this lifetime, I am with you. And this podcast is really here to give you the tools to do that. To give you the tools for self-development not just in your life but also in your business and the things that you're creating so we're going to be talking about spiritual metaphysical holistic methods for self-development and really just allowing yourself to be the most authentic purpose-filled expression of yourself so today we're going to be talking with my best friend Constance Kadian. You can find her on Instagram at ethereal luna with two a's at the end. And she is just beautiful. I love her so much. <laughs> but what really is Constance's essence, I feel like, is she is art. She is art. She writes art. She creates art. Even her outfits look like art. She speaks about political issues and human rights issues in a way that is just this beautiful expression of humanity, and I love, love, love the things that she creates and the way that she's so vulnerable, vulnerable about her ever-changing existence because we are here to be humans. We're not a niche. We're not an aesthetic. We are human fucking beings. So in this episode, Constance and I start out talking about spiritual bypassing which is using and I'm using air quotes right now, spiritual techniques as a method of just skipping over very real things that are happening in the world or in your heart or in your soul or your mind and We're really talking about like facing those darker parts of ourselves, maybe even getting into a little bit of shadow work. And then we start talking about how important acceptance is, not even just for other people, but for ourselves. And I really, really, really love the direction that this conversation flows in. And I am so grateful that I got to record this first episode back with my best friend. So enjoy this episode of Oracle Aura with Constance Cadian. Hello. Hi. <laughs> I'm so excited that we're finally recording another podcast because I feel like we've been talking about it for so long.
1: <laughs> yes, it's been like I think it was like during the pandemic when we made our last one.
0: Yeah, it was. And I think didn't we make our last one when it was still Vivid Vibes? Yeah. Yeah, we did. Cool.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so why don't you kind of like tell us a little bit about like who you are, what you do, how you're showing up in online space, like just give us a little about you.
1: Um. Well, my name is Constance and I'm 28. I feel like I've kind of actually moved away from what I'm doing spiritually online and just been more focused on like just being my authentic self but also like keeping the boundaries that I have but my Instagram is Luna with two a's um yeah it's just basically just me being myself and just posting whatever I felt like at this point but um I don't know I'm just focused on being a little light being and um being authentically human I guess (laughs) yes
0: I love that I feel like um in my realm of work and self-development there's so much pressure to put yourself in a box of like this is who I am and this is what I do and this is who I help and at the end of the day it's like well we're all humans (laughs) like as much as I want to say like you know I do have a statement of what I do and who I help but that's an ever-changing thing because I'm a human being that's multifaceted
1: Yes, yes. exactly. And this is like what you do for like a living. This is like your niche, you know. It's
0: yeah, like, totally.. Yeah. So today we talked about <laughs> talked about talking about <laughs> <laughs> uh, spiritual bypassing. So what is spiritual bypassing?
1: Well, to me, it's like kind of like a pretty little filter that we put over things that are really happening in the world, and I, in my opinion, that we can't necessarily escape without looking at it head on, and it's kind of just like saying, you know, what well, somebody's giving you, um, real issues or real issues are happening in the world, and instead of acknowledging those issues and realizing and like basically just listening wholeheartedly to what somebody's saying and you know trying to be there for them instead saying like little these little statements like stay positive and everything will be fine and at the end of the day we are all one and while all those things are true in a sense i feel like sometimes it can be a pacifier when someone else is Trying to express to you some real feelings and real experiences that they're having.
0: Okay. So ultimately, it's like not wanting to, you could almost even say, like not wanting to absorb someone else's like negativity, but in a way that you're denying them of their experience.
1: Yeah. Cause you can listen to someone and not absorb their, <laughs> you know, how, not not necessarily take it on and i think it's like something that's difficult sometimes for some empaths but like which i in my opinion i believe everybody's an empath just some people are more in tune to that than others but and some people are have walked so far away from it that it's hard for them to connect to it but um but i feel that you know you can listen to somebody and you can have a space for them You can hold space for them without taking on, you know, taking on all of their emotions. You can be there and listen and just um, hear what they have to say and understand. try to understand what they're going through without dismissing it. Because I think sometimes people are like, oh, this is an icky feeling. I feel bad. So I'm just going to just run away from it or dismiss it or act like it's not happening because that's that's how I want to feel right now. And I feel that. If we're all going to keep trying to connect to this oneness that I hear a lot in spirituality, if we want to connect to this oneness that's being preached over and over again, which is true and a good thing, then we're going to have to be more connected to each other. We're going to have to listen to each other a little bit better.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I totally get what you're saying. So if we're all going to move into this state of oneness that we hear a lot about in the spiritual community, we have to be able to hold space for each other whenever someone is, maybe they're like venting or even just talking about something that's actually going on in the world. So what you're saying spiritual bypassing is, is turning a blind eye to those things that are happening?
1: Yeah, and also like dismissing um that it's happening and yeah basically what you're saying like turning a blind eye that's just my personal definition but I feel like um when I hear other people talking about it it's basically some people talk about it from a political standpoint some people talk about it from like you know what's going on in the world and some people talk about it just you know human to human just one individual to another individual and I think that all of those things are important Yeah. And relevant.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So would you say that like spiritual bypassing and what people call toxic positivity go kind of hand in hand?
1: Yeah, I feel like, yeah, I feel like they do often. Both those things go hand in hand because sometimes, and, and I'm not saying that everybody that comes to you with an issue that you have to sit there and, you know, take all of that in because sometimes, you know, your spirit literally, uh, doesn't call to it. You know, sometimes you'll, especially if it's somebody who says the same things like often, and it's negative, you can have boundaries with that person. That's fine. But it's just to deny that that person, what that person is going through altogether. I think that's what that's that's where that toxic positivity comes in instead of just saying like you know I hear you um I hear you I probably maybe I don't understand completely what you're going through you know instead of just saying just trying to be there for that person it's just kind of like well you know everything's gonna be fine and in th- that moment that person doesn't feel that way
0: right yeah and sometimes hearing like oh well just stay positive or like everything's okay like but everything's not okay to that person right then
1: exactly yeah and I think that. yeah sorry what were you saying no go ahead oh I I was just saying that I remember I think it was like I was reading like an Eckhart Tolle book or something where it was saying that in order to like move on from an issue or like we have to first recognize that it's happening in the first place you know, just pushing it to the side is not going to you have to go through it, you know? You can't just continue to push it to the side. And I feel like, yes, a positive outlook is needed, but at the end of the day, I feel like we do have to feel these things and we do have to like um because it's not even just uh what we um uh, how we talk to other individuals, it's also a reflection of how we talk to ourselves. Mm.
0: Yeah. Because,
1: like, yeah, I feel like you. we definitely have to like feel what's going on with ourselves in order to get in, in my opinion, I really have to feel, for me personally, I have to feel things all the way through and recognize it and be like, okay, self, spirit, whatever. Thank you for telling me that. And now I can make steps in order to move on and find more positivity in my life. If
0: yes, that, that totally makes sense. And I think with a lot of spiritual teachings, like the first one that comes to my mind is Abraham Hicks. Like mm-hmm. with Abraham Hicks, we so often hear like you reach for the next best feeling emotion and don't entertain the negative thought and blah, blah, blah. But something that clicked for me a little while ago was that Abraham Hicks is a spiritual collective channeling through a human, right? And so this Mm -hmm. is like straight spirit channeling through with no, Mm -hmm. I don't know whether or not they've had the experience of being human, but I truly feel that like, as humans, we're here to learn, like we're here to learn from all of these emotions and the ability to have A variety of different emotions a full spectrum of emotions is being human so like if you only had half of that you wouldn't be human right and so like yeah allowing ourselves to feel through things is literally the difference between like seeing a splinter and like tweezing out the splinter versus just ignoring it and letting it (laughs) fester and get infected
1: (laughs) no that's a really great example like sorry, I was just like really listening to what you had to say because that was basically what I was trying to convey exactly. Like you do, you you can't just ignore it. Like you can't just pretend like it's not happening because it will sit there and fester. Like oftentimes, like you, maybe if you get like a mosquito bite or something, you can maybe ignore that and it will go away. But something like a splinter in your foot, yeah, it will get infected. Like certain things you can be like, oh, well, I don't know. Like somebody's like, calls you a name on the street, that you can probably just wipe away. But something like your childhood traumas or racism or homophobia or any of that, that's that's a little bit more difficult to just ignore.
0: Right. And that's some stuff that you really have to work through. And I think those examples that you just gave are prime examples where we do see a lot of spiritual bypassing when we're, and where we do hear a lot of people, people who aren't dealing with these issues firsthand saying that certain concerns aren't valid. And at Mm. the end of the day, like what's really important for all human beings to do is the capability, like you said, to just be able to listen without judgment.
1: Yes, exactly. Because at the end of the day, we're all different humans having different experiences. And in my opinion, my personal opinion, I feel like We're supposed to take all these different experiences and different journeys and and see the oneness of all of us and recognize that, like, that you might be having a different experience than I am. And I might not understand that experience because I haven't felt it firsthand, but I know that this human journey is difficult and that part I can understand and that part I can, like, be there for you and, you know just because there's things that I can't I can't understand like where I live downtown like I've never been homeless but if a homeless person was telling me being homeless is hard I'm not going to be like well just you know what buddy life will get better life is okay you just got to see I know you're starving and you probably haven't eaten in 3 days and you have not slept in a warm bed and it's bloody hot hot out here in Florida but every everything will be fine meanwhile then I go home into my house and eat a three course meal and sleep in my bed in an air conditioned home. Like that's what I mean.
0: Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. Just recognizing that somebody's going through something, you might not be able to put yourself in that their shoes, but that doesn't mean it doesn't exist.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, okay. So there's like something that comes up in me whenever we're we're talking about the words like it's going to be okay. Um, because like, I think there's a difference between it's going to be okay and it is okay right now. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like there's this constant cycle that we're going through of different seasons in our lives. And this is something Mm -hmm. I've spoken on a few different times. But when, when we go through these different seasons in our lives, like we have winter We have these times that are meant for just, like, silent reflection or maybe it feels like everything's falling apart. But, like, for me personally, being in those times, like, and knowing that, like, everything will eventually be okay because it always works out for me in the end has been a really big help. But I guess that's, like, a person-to-person thing as far as, like, how that phrase feels to you. Because Mm -hmm. like, I don't know, I think there's a difference between saying like, like, you're gonna be okay. Versus like, I understand like, what you're going through is really, like difficult right now. Or maybe I don't understand. Maybe I've never been through that situation. And maybe all I can do is like, try to just be here and listen to you. But I truly believe that at the end of whatever this phase is you're going through there's you're going to come out on the other end with a better situation yeah you know
1: I think it really does that's why it's like a, a learning I think it is like a learning process and and also like a forgiving process that knowing knowing that everybody is human and everybody needs different things to feel understood and that's why we have that's why I believe that we have like different love languages because we all need and want different things to feel heard and loved and accepted because sometimes sometimes i feel like when i would like some certain people i don't know if i would say it's gonna be okay just because i don't know what it's like to live in like a third world country under constant like you know like uh Uh, under constant like bombs, bombings and uh, political uprising. Like, is it going to be? But but at the same time, at the same time, I do believe that this is not our only life. So there's maybe another life where things will be different. So it is... That's a It great, is. Lit. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. No, go ahead.
0: I was just going to say that's a great example because, like, when I'm thinking about that, yes, I was using it, like, in reference to the homeless situation because I do – I have friends who have, like, been homeless in the past and have gotten their shit together. My fiancé used to be homeless. Like, you know, like, yeah. And I've seen him, like, start a business from the ground up. And I didn't know him when he was an alcoholic, but he's sober now. And, like – that's an example that like I have to pull from, but you're totally right. I would never say that to a person who was like living in a third world country where like horrible things are happening because I don't know that. You that's, know? Yeah,
1: that's beyond some like people like us who grew up, you know, middle class in America, you know, we, I feel like you and I personally couldn't relate to that at all. You know, so that I think that would be just a time where I would just be silently listening and say, I'm sorry that you're going through that. And I'm here for for you in the best way that I could possibly show up to be here for you. But it is a lot to take on. There is so much happening in the world for one person to try to help. And I think that's another thing like we have to, you know, be constantly like be the best version of yourself that you can be, but at the same time, forgive your own self for times that you might have not been able to hold space for someone because you couldn't hold space for yourself at that moment.
0: That is a great point that you just touched on because like whenever we can't hold space for someone else's emotions or whenever we're feeling ourselves getting really easily like triggered or irritated by someone else feeling emotion, that is a huge red flag that we are not dealing with our own emotions or that we are spiritual bypassing within ourselves, you know, that we're trying to bypass all of the, um, I really don't like using the terms like positive emotions or negative emotions because I think they're all just emotions, but there definitely are like high vibration emotions and low vibration emotions. Mm -hmm. So whenever we're not like facing those lower vibration emotions within ourselves and acknowledging them, then they really, you know, affect how do i say this i'm like envisioning it in my mind <laughs> it's like yeah. it's, it's taking up a certain amount of space in our energy field because we haven't accepted it we're trying so hard to like break off that little piece of us and like hide mm. it hide it hide it that when someone else has pain or fear or sorrow or whatever it is it shines a light on that that darkness that we've been trying to hide and it's like it's like, ow, oh, that hurts. Please don't do that. I've been trying to hide that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. I totally agree with you. And yeah. like, I felt like I feel that way when I feel my lowest. I feel like, yeah, that's when I'm mm-hmm. the most. I, I, I think I agree with you. Like, uh, just reflecting on what you're saying, that you're probably right. Because I feel like even times when I've been the most triggered, it's just like my own things from my past because we're not I, we're never going to be perfect. I think that's something that we all like that we all should remember. Yes. We're gonna make mistakes and we're gonna say the wrong things sometimes. Because it's just a learning process. And now we're going through such a movement in the world that's never before happened, in my opinion. Well it it happened on a smaller scale, but now I feel like we're all trying to really show up for each other and sometimes we might do it a little um how do I say this because I'm also trying to envision what I'm trying to say as well <laughs> but like we we're trying so it's a le- right right now we're going through a learning curve and mm. like we're trying to show up for people as best as we can but I also feel like we're doing it in a way that's kind of like out of fear instead of out of an authentic care, like love and caring for our fellow human beings, for this planet, for the animals, for everything, instead of just coming from a place of love, it's coming from fear because we are right now living in cancel culture, which personally, I don't believe in cancel culture. Uh, Somebody who came from like an extremely strict Christian background, I could have definitely had some beliefs that would have created a divide with between me and my fellow human beings and I felt like um like you know how it was in like the early 2000s we could get away with saying a lot more that we would not say now and it's a learning process to be to that's why it's important to to listen to people because there's a growth that happens and it's a growth that's happening collectively. But I do want us to um, do it from a place of love instead of of fear. Like, I'm so afraid that if I say, like, this is an example, like saying like, I'm so afraid of saying the wrong thing instead of saying like, well, I'm just going to sit here and listen and try to come from a place of love. And when I'm wrong, when I feel and you know when you say something and the person's like, no, that, that that was inappropriate. That's not what I'm saying. And you kind of like, the other person kind of like bites you on it. I feel like you know when that doesn't feel right. Uh, like an example, uh, um, somebody telling you a situation that they had, I don't know, racism, homophobia, something, and they're telling you a situation and that person who's maybe not experienced it tells you that that's not true and kind of like takes away from your experience, then I've, then I, I feel like, you know, when you are having that conversation that that doesn't feel right in your spirit to deny what that person is going through. So I feel like if we mostly move from a place of love, then at least if you make a mistake, you know, that you are trying and then you have more of a, of an open mind to, to more come from, how do I explain it? To more, be more understanding, to accept when, um, when you say something that might be offensive to, I, I guess to be open to like changing, to be changing, but coming from a place of love, not because you feel like you have to, because society tells you to. Does that make sense? I know it's kind of complicated how I'm explaining it
0: I I get what you're saying I think you're explaining like maybe a few different like facets of the same thing at one time
1: yeah sorry
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's okay um it's definitely like a loaded thing to try to explain but I ultimately what I'm hearing is like it's for one, important not to pressure yourself to be perfect. Hello, all of you self-development people out there. (laughs) Um, There is no such thing as perfect. Like we're all human beings and we're all always learning. And it's important to be able to listen to someone else without judgment, like listen to someone without feeling like you have to mentally approve or disapprove of what they're saying, like just listen to them and honor them as a human being. And also being able to recognize like, so it kind of goes both ways. Like, if, if we're, how do I say this? If we're expressing ourselves, Okay. And another person doesn't have the capability to accept us where we're at. It's not our job to bring them there. It's, it's our job to like, just say, Okay, like, that's where you're at. Maybe I'm not gonna like, um, cancel you, you know, I'm not gonna like, pretend you don't exist. But I am going to know that within myself, maybe you're maybe this person is not a person that I want to get super close with because they can't honor who I am and what I'm experiencing as a human.
1: Yeah. No. Yeah. That is what I was trying to say. Like, just like, like just accepting and like knowing that like, I, like I understand you, but we probably can't connect on that level. And that's fine because we're all humans. And there was probably a time that each one of us, was on the other side of that conversation,
0: mm-hmm. where we
1: couldn't connect with somebody that deeply because we weren't there yet. And as we continue to accept ourselves and accept others, we can have more difficult conversations. But also, we can get we can all get closer, and we can all understand various different types of lives and get along with various dips, different types of people, and meet people on various levels that makes sense.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think one thing that's really like like vital for this idea of oneness to continue to keep moving forward and progressing is that we don't have to understand what somebody's going through to be able mm-hmm. to accept them. Yeah. You know, and that's something that goes for every single person. Like No matter how awful you think somebody is or no matter how like messed up you think somebody is, being able to look at a person, like even if it's a person that you think is like the scum of the earth, being able to look at a person and say, that person is a human and I am a human and we are all part of this big like collective energy is important like it's it's whenever we deny someone else their their right to be like how do i say this how do i try to say what i'm trying to say like I, to to deny like someone else someone else's experience is to deny them their humanness you know what i mean yeah. so like no matter how great or no matter how awful we think somebody is like we're all humans
1: yeah It's a really no, it's true, and it's something that I know makes people so uncomfortable to talk about because, and it's so such a hard thing to accept because you see people that are like, it's like we part we put people, I feel like, in these categories of like Hitler. Or Mother Teresa, and then there's like everybody else is like in the middle of the scale, and we move them up and down because (laughs) like who's like the worst and the best. But um, I remember my boyfriend's mom talking to me about something, and I and um, I felt like uh, it took it was really hard to hear at first, but now I I understand where she's coming from. But she was telling me that she believes that even someone like. I guess, who's a Hitler? <laughs> but, uh, just world example that everybody would understand. But um, somebody who's like a Hitler, that person when she, well, she said, told me that she believes that people, when they die in this life, that they go into like, um, kind of like, it's not like a, like an energy, like, pocket I guess you can say I'm probably explaining it wrong but that person just sits there and heals and heals and heals and heals all that negative well I don't want to say negative like you said but all of that like uh I guess
0: pain whatever pain
1: suffering (laughs) yeah I was like trying to figure out the words yeah pain and suffering that caused them to feel that they should put that pain and suffering on others as well or just any type of pain and suffering in general and to heal that and before they come back to this life and i personally do believe in reincarnation like sometimes we don't know how to stand still so we come back as a tree (laughs) you know (laughs) so like or or anything of of that nature and then um i don't necessarily i don't know if i necessarily believe in like good or bad i just feel like some people There's all this like, there's all this like, uh, emotional mass. I guess you can say like, uh, some like an energy. This emotional pain and suffering of energy, that energy that's in this world, that's I feel like is meant to teach us something. But sometimes we get stuck in it, and we it's like quicksand, and we just sink ourselves deeper and deeper. And we feel that more of that, putting more of that into that world will pull us out of it. And I feel like that's just what happened to those people. It's like they felt pain and suffering and they don't know any other way of life. They don't know any other way of besides that pain and suffering. and They get stuck in there. And I feel that could have happened and people don't really um, like to hear this, I feel, but I feel like certain we. So that could have happened. Uh, that could have happened to any one of us. Some people put their like their pain and suffering onto others, and some people get into this "woe well, is me" type of mindset, mm-hmm. which and and um we get stuck there, and that could happen to I feel like anybody. Just some people. Just we decided to take a left instead of a right. We decided. Some people are born into. A more comfortable life and some people are born into a more uncomfortable life and it's and it's up to us and by maybe some um maybe by like uh, the grace of whatever's out there that we get out of it and I just feel like it's I started realizing it's a bit unfair to say look at that person they're such a horrible person but that person just got stuck in that sludge of pain and suffering and I don't know any other way sorry I was going on for a while but I was kind of getting like downloads
0: yeah no that's (laughs) awesome I think like whenever we whenever we see someone who I'm gonna go ahead and just say it when we see someone like Donald Trump
1: yeah and (laughs) I was trying to hold back from saying that
0: (laughs) (laughs) when we see someone like that and we see you know, obviously that they've created this, like, um, this, like, persona of hatred that so many people feel that they can, like, relate to. It, It reflects and it magnifies in two different ways. So, like, there's on one side you have people who relate to this pain and suffering and hatred that maybe is a similar pain and suffering and hatred that he's experiencing and they relate mm-hmm. to the things that he's saying but then on the other hand, on the other side he's still magnifying the pain and the suffering and hatred and so like if we allow ourselves to slip into that we're feeding into the bullshit and so yeah. like there And this really comes back to spiritual bypassing because Constance, you and I have been friends for, I don't know how many years now, but we've definitely, I'm like, wait,
1: I've definitely known you for a long time.
0: Yeah. (laughs) But but like you and I have had our fair share of conversations about spiritual bypassing about, you know, emotional sensitivity around this topic specifically. And like, you and I have had like arguments and disagreements and came back together and still been friends through it all. But like, I guess what I'm saying is like, I totally just like lost my train of thought. I got sad. No, it's okay. Like thinking no, it's about just... all the shit that you and I have like worked through and like still been able to be so close. is just like beautiful. It makes me want to cry. Yes. Uh-
1: no, but I, <laughs> no, I think I get what you're saying. No, you were saying like, if we can work through it, being such different people. Yeah. And come together and have an understanding with each other. Then can't the rest of the world do the same thing? We are so different. Like I mean we're so similar. We're really really similar and like people outside of our friendship notice how alike we are, I think more than each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like but in a lot of ways we're also very very different. We grew up very different, you know, like I'm first generation and your family's been here for, for a very long time.
0: Since you like, know, yeah, the 1800s.
1: <laughs> yeah. And my family like came over here in the 70s or no, right. the 70s or 80s. So really new, you know, so we have d- just different backgrounds, different cultures, different skin tones, different. It, I, um you know my how my parents relate raised me religiously I think is different from yours Your, I think yours gave you a little bit more freedom so um but so I feel like we definitely grew up differently definitely when we met we had totally different mindsets I was I had a totally different mindset of my yeah. own self oh, we were
0: like 12 <laughs> Constance and I met in middle school so yes we were in the seventh grade when we met, and we just pissed each other off to no end. <laughs>
1: Constantly. Um,
0: so, but what I what I ultimately was getting at was like, mm-hmm. if, okay, it's, it's such a loaded thing. I'm going to try my best to explain this. Mm-hmm. If we let a person like that, you know, like Donald Trump or Hitler or whoever we want to think about, a person who obviously has this immense amount of like, low vibrational energy or this immense amount of like well if if anybody is listening to this and likes Trump, I know that there's some part of you that knows that he's a he has a, an extreme amount of like judgment and is very like opinionated and set in his opinions. so mm-hmm. if we're looking at even just those two things objectively his his mm-hmm. immense amount of like judgment and being opinionated look at how that's rippled out to everyone
1: to like, who don't even live in this country
0: exactly <laughs> like not even just to people who agree with him but to people who disagree with them it's like yeah. now the judgment and the being opinionated is on fucking steroids and so at to some degree, we have to be able to, like, look within ourselves and even at this person and say, like, this is really, like, the most extreme example of spiritual bypassing, but I low-key love that it came up. <laughs> um, like, like, we have to be able to look at these emotions and say, like, okay, like, these are emotions. I can't change how someone else is feeling, but I can accept them where they're at. I can look at myself and say, whoa, like I'm carrying around this bullshit that I took on from this person that I'm so against and yeah. like, or that I'm so not in alignment with. That's a better way I think to put it. Cause like mm-hmm. whenever we get stuck in that energy of being like against, 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 we're just magnifying what's happening.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? No, it does. And I was just thinking like there could be someone out there who thinks that us having this conversation is another form of spiritual bypassing, but it's not because you can stand up for what's right. I I don't want to say like necessarily what you can stand up for what ensures that we are all honestly created equally and that we're all being treated equally and that we are all being, um, yeah, basically that we, we talk about this oneness so much and if we want, we can still stand up for what's right. We can still speak with our emotions because at the end of the day, like there is things happening and there is horrible things that we are Feeling and all this pain that we are feeling, you could still stand up for that. But at the same time, and it's hard, I'm not going to say it's so hard, but like to stop seeing what, what we hate and start mo- mostly focusing on what we, what we love. Cause I think it, dive, it um, dive, what's the word diverts us from what we were, what we're standing up for.
0: Yeah, instead when you of, focus on what you hate instead of what you're trying to bring into fruition, you're manifesting yes. more of what you hate.
1: Yes, and it's very difficult. And then we have all these labels, and I was focusing on this today like all these labels of who we are and what we are, especially in America. Boy, do we have a lot. <laughs> so, like, you know, and it's, and it, we just see somebody, um, we see somebody who has an opinion and then we put them in that box and like, you know, like conservative, uh, liberal, like Republican, Democrat, Trump supporter, not a Trump supporter, like pro like, Trump supporter, black lives matter, all lives matter, like all of these things. And, um, and, uh, while a lot of those things are, while some things are important and come from a place of love, I think that we just got, I think that some of those things started to come from a place of love and justice and somehow things got really crazy. Yeah. And we, and we just started saying, I hate this. I hate you. I hate these people. And I, do I feel like that sometimes? Yes. I'm human and I have no problem at all saying, yes, I have felt hate and anger. And like, I probably text somebody saying, God, I hate this person. Look what they're doing to this country. Yeah. But then at the end of the day, I, I have to come back to myself and be like, whoa, that's not what we were. Why? Why do I hate this person? Right. Why do I feel that hate? I feel that hate because the division that they're creating in this uh, in this country, on this planet, I feel that hate because I want to feel as accepted as somebody who's, Black comes from a family of, um, comes from, you know, who's first generation um, American, who's bisexual, who's all of these things, you know, I want to feel at who's, that's not in a woman, who's not typically accepted at, by any means, like, you know, into uh, into like what the picture of America has been painted. But I feel that hatred because I feel like, um, because I want to feel as accepted as everyone else. Mm-hmm. So instead of just choosing that, that's like the root of it. Just, I just want to feel loved and accepted. And I want everybody who's like me to also feel loved and accepted. And yes. I don't want to walk into a room and feel not accepted just because I'm existing as who I am. So that's where that hate stems from. And if I look inside myself and focus on that, I just want to be loved and accepting. Me hating other people is not going to bring me there. I don't have to hang out with them. I don't have to, you know, I can listen to them. But if I feel like also if I'm not being listened to back, I don't have to sit there and take that. I could just be like, well, I, you know, I hope that person, you know, finds the peace that's that I feel is missing in their life, you know, and. I know I'm talking for a long time. I just want to say one more thing. No, you you
0: can ramble all you want. (laughs)
1: Okay. Yeah, I just want to say one more thing because an example, I was at work and um, someone said to me, well, this person is just racist. And I said to the person back and I was like, well, don't you feel sorry for them that they're racist? And they looked at me like, what? I was like, they're losing out on so many amazing people and that some idea some something there's some level of pain and and heartache in that person that made them believe that you know and that's sad that they cannot there's a million great people that are black or that are spanish or that are asian or that are you know or that are um southeast asian you know just any, that they're missing out on. All the people of color, they're, they're missing out on all those people and they're going to sit there with their small, with the small mindset. I feel bad for them. I don't hate them. Like I feel bad that they're missing out on all these people. And I hope that they find the peace of mind to, uh, and the acceptance between between everybody to widen, broaden their horizons and love everybody the way that we were created to be loved, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that's beautiful to be able to like know what it feels like to encounter racism and still be able to have compassion for somebody that is racist. Like that's huge. And like right now, I think what we've experienced is kind of like a pendulum swing. And this is something I always come back to because it's something that I just see reoccur. And it's kind of like imagine a pendulum like held up to one side, right? And so for a while, the pendulum was like, "It's okay to be low key racist." And
1: it was like that for a while. Yeah,
0: it was <laughs> like when I watch movies from the '90s, I'm like, what "Yo,
1: the fuck? like,
0: I'm like, bitch, they just said that. like, <laughs> okay, so, so then it's like." With anything, with everything to do with like social constructs or politics or anything like this, this is what happens, okay? They drop the pendulum. And now the pendulum is way over on the other side where it's like, you can't say anything without getting canceled. You can't, you know, have someone dig up your tweets from, you know, you quoting a 90s movie in the early 2000s. We didn't yeah, Right. Like, because (laughs) that awareness wasn't around then, right? It wasn't. You have people losing their jobs over, like, videos they posted, like, you know – a decade ago like it's just like totally swung in the opposite direction of this like extreme like censorship and and nitpicking kind of like but it's it's gotta level out somewhere in the middle to where people can be able to say okay that was fucked up, please don't say that to me.
1: <laughs> yeah. Or
0: like, hey, like, whenever you say that, it comes across like this. But also for us to be able to look at someone who is living in a much different reality than us and be able to say, no matter how much I disagree with you, no matter how different our experience is, I accept you like you are where you are. And whoever's listening to this, I feel like Constance, you and I have kind of like reiterated this several times. That does not mean you have to be friends with that person. That doesn't mean this person has to be like an integral part of your life. Maybe this person is even a coworker and you can't just, you know, leave. Yeah. You can't just leave. Like it's, Maybe your differing opinions are about that virus that happened, um, but yeah. I, I don't want to say <laughs> it because I don't want some, like, weird, like, censorship thing to come up on my podcast, but, like,
1: yeah,
0: yeah but, like, like, we have to be able – To look at other people and say, your experience is different than mine and I can accept that. And even if what I think you are saying is wrong, like... My opinion can be different than yours, and I can still just say, okay, like, you're human and I'm a human, and, like, either I want to be friends with you or I don't want to be friends with you. And Yeah, that's an
1: ultimately up-to-you type of choice.
0: Right, and, like, I don't want to be friends with you doesn't have to mean I hate you. Mm -hmm. I think that's ultimately what we keep coming back to. It's not, like you deciding that a person is not aligned with you energetically doesn't have to mean you hate that person. It doesn't have to mean that you want to cancel that person. It can mean, like,
1: you
0: I just I love you from afar.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, just, I'm removing myself from this situation. Like, even if you feel like, and like, even like, if you feel that, you're at work and you feel like everybody is has a similar belief that you really don't believe you can leave, but you don't have to. Like, you you can just you can remove yourself from the situation. And I also wanted to say like, um, in terms of things that are violent and harmful, I I do want to like say that that's a different situation and like entirely, then that's something that might require a little bit more. Um like a little bit more involvement maybe but um I I know it's hard and I'm trying to like also align my beliefs with things of that nature but that's probably a topic for another day because it's a loaded one things about
0: like violence violence, yeah we can go into that like if you want to touch on that because I, the first thing that comes to my mind whenever you're talking about that is abusive relationships. And I feel like if there is someone who is listening to this who isn't in an abusive relationship, like sometimes it is easier to leave a situation by like looking at that person and acknowledging this, – this is the same thing – acknowledging your like – disgust for the way that you're being treated and allowing that to fuel you to leave like that's also not spiritual bypassing because like if you're looking yeah. at a person who's cause who's inflicting harm on another person and you're saying like oh it's okay like they're allowed to do that or like oh like really they love me like and I understand that's something that a lot of people go through but like If those emotions of disgust towards them propel you out of a situation, by all means, that's fine.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I. That's like, um, yeah, one like facet of what I was saying. I was also just saying like we do have to like that's. I think that's what it is. It's not saying. I think like people think the opposite. Like, how do I explain it? I think that when people will read this title and say spiritual bypassing. It's going to be like, don't tell me. I can't hate anybody I want to hate, which is, that's that's natural emotion. Uh, There's like levels to this whole thing, right? So like there's, you're allowed to feel any way that you want to feel because you're a human being and that's natural, but it would be beneficial to you and the people around you and the people around them and the people around them to dig a little bit deeper than that hate and remind yourself of why you feel that hate. And so if, because we do have to acknowledge that there is violence and, um, pain that's being like projected into a way that people are being denied jobs, that they are being denied different services that people are getting in this country that fit the mold of what, you know, that American dream, like pretty picture that is America, that we are not getting those, that we are not getting the same treated or that it are being treated badly and violently. that. We do have to acknowledge that, and that's what I mean with like the spiritual bypass. We do have to acknowledge that this is happening, and this is hurtful, and this is wrong. But also, not letting it stick. It, it's, and I'm not saying it's hard because it's a working progress for me every day. But I'm saying like not letting it stick to you to where you are also spreading the around the hate flipped on the opposite side. You know, you're like saying like this you're just turning over the stone, but all that crap is still there. You know, you're you're saying like, this is, this person is bad. So now I hate everybody who agrees to this person instead of saying like, Hey, this is wrong. And because we're treating people, uh, treating people negatively and putting pain and suffering onto other people, this is wrong. This hurts. So like, how about let's love each other? Is that yes, the other side?
0: <laughs> absolutely. Because ultimately, whenever we're talking about spiritual bypassing, we're talking about just skipping over something, right? Just yeah. bypassing is just like, going right by something. So bypassing in terms of what you and I are talking about right now is just, you know, skipping over the cause that you want to flourish Mm -hmm. and feeding into that hatred that you feel in the moment. And so I guess when you think about it, bypassing can kind of go either way. Yeah. But like one thing that keeps coming up to me throughout this conversation is a concept that I recently learned and I brought it up to you, Constance, um, Mm -hmm. because it made me think so much of our friendship. But that's that whenever we feel triggered, that's an opportunity to grow. And when I heard that for the first time, it really pissed me off because I was like, no, that's an opportunity for me to not listen to the person who's triggering me. Mm -hmm. And then I realized like, oh, no, that actually means like if this person's triggering me, that's an opportunity for me to grow in a specific way. Like there have been so many situations where you've called me out. And I've been like, who's this bitch? Think she is? And then, like, <laughs> and then, like a week later, I was like, you know what though? Like she's kind of right. I probably shouldn't have said that that way, you know. So like, or you know, for instance, if we see um, someone who I'm trying to think of an example in relation to spiritual bypassing, but like, if we, whenever we feel triggered. Like whenever, for instance, if someone is telling us about their situation, like, like, I have never worried about one of my relatives being pulled over by the police and harmed. Right? That's never been uh, something that's in the back of my mind. But you have expressed to me before your fear around this. And for me, something comes up when I hear that of like, like what was ingrained in my mind when I was little was like, Oh, like the police are good. And they're here to protect us. Mm -hmm. And like, so whenever I hear you talking about like, and of course, you know I'm not operating from my five year old self on that anymore. I have a little bit more knowledge than I did you know, when five.
1: Do. But like, <laughs> but I there... was going to say you don't think like that anymore. But you, yeah, did. yeah,
0: yeah, no, absolutely. And there, that at one point was like triggering for me to hear, like, why would someone think that a police officer would want to do them harm? And Now I see, like, whenever we have those triggers come up, whenever we feel like, oh no, this person is. It's not even us thinking, it's our egos thinking it. Our egos are thinking, oh no, this person's telling me something that my brain thought it knew, herka like Like, <laughs> the, <laughs> the truth is that that is an opportunity. That's always an opportunity every single time for you to either A, learn something new, or B, have compassion. No,
1: like, you're totally right. Every single time. No. No, I definitely understand what you're saying, because believe it or not, I felt the same way when I started seeing these things, these images being shown in the media of cops, like and like pulling over people of color and like killing them and beating them. And I was just like, whoa, because because little Constance grew up in the suburbs, you know, and. And a a nice neighborhood and didn't really, and and I believe that the cops in our area were like also a little different. It was a small town, you know, everybody kind of knew everybody. So like, I was just like, wait, this is what's happening. This is what's happening. And believe it or not, my parents told me when they first moved to our small town that they had a very negative experience, that they were pulled over and that they were accused of stealing their, like they were accused of that they're, um, of stealing the car that was theirs. Like they did, the police didn't believe that that was their car. And so my parents would try to tell me and I'd be like, well, it's not like that anymore. Everything's fine. This is like Pete Obama just got <laughs> elected president time. So right. it was very, so I was just like, it's over. He's elected. See, we all get along. But like, then, uh, then, you know, it happens to my brother and I'm like, Holy crap! You know, like they are. Um, like my brother got pulled over, and he, um, what he got pulled over for wasn't even his fault. It was the white girl in his passenger side, you know. But um, and he was the one who they didn't even talk to her. And same thing when I got in an accident, they the police barely talked to me. They talked to the white girl I got in an accident. With even though it was her fault. So this was like when I was like 18. So I guess I started realizing things um, that I feel like that was a big and difficult awakening for me. Cause I really truly wanted to believe that everything was fine and everything was okay. And so these things were very triggering to me. Like I could not believe, like, especially like um, Gen Z I feel like has brought light to a lot of things that millennials were beginning to slowly speak about. Mm-hmm. And so Gen Z has grown up in this environment where they where everybody's hyper aware of what they're saying and what they're doing. I saw this also this one quote on a YouTube video from um Mac Miller's like <laughs> his like one of his first songs and it, somebody commented this was a time when we had social media but social media didn't have us. Mm. So um, it's just like, they, they, I I think that social media has made them hyper aware, um, of what they say and what they do. But when we were growing up, we just, all we knew is what is our town. You know what I mean? We just knew the people around us. And if we had any competition or any like, uh, mindset, it was within our, within our small little community. So it's, so to learn that people outside of our small little community were experiencing this, and then what Gen I feel like uh, Gen Z has brought to light made all of the millennials look back on our life and be like, "Whoa!" Like what you were saying, like we watched things from the early two thousands and the nineteen nineties, and we we're like, we thought we were enlightened, though we thought we like like we thought we were aware, we thought right. we were woke, and then we look back and it's like. It's like um, men speaking so derogatory towards women, the racism, the stereotypes, the, come on, every gay guy (laughs) back then in movies, God, like not every gay guy flamboyant and speaks (laughs) with a very high pitched voice. And only cares about wearing Gucci suits. Like, there's more depth to them than that. And they're not just a side character, you know? And, like, I, I just restarted. It was, like, uh, this huge awakening that hurt me, honestly, to realize how much I just, let. Like, how many people told me the joke um, about, like... I forgot how it goes because I'm horrible at telling, like, these type of jokes, but about, like, what's the difference... Like, it was, like, something about, like... It was, like, some joke that was going around about, like, basically that all black people did not have a father and I'm like laughing because like whatever my dad's always been in my life but it's it's fucked up that's a fucked up stereotype and I laughed at those jokes back then it was a totally different mindset
0: right totally different
1: mindset back then
0: yeah and that all kind of circles back to being able to like look at those past versions of yourself and just accept that like we're human we're not perfect but we can still look at like you know where we are and say okay maybe it's time to change the way that i'm operating from here on out or you know
1: no you're right
0: not tell those kind of jokes
1: (laughs) not tell us yeah sometimes we just need to be like that does that we know better now like what does oprah always say when you know better you do better yeah and it's true we just have to you can't get settled in any situation in life, man. You can't.
0: Yeah. You have to really can't. Because like (laughs) if if you're not growing, you're what are
1: you doing? Like just (laughs) existing, just being a tree, which you know doesn't always sound like. But even trees
0: are always growing.
1: You're facts true. (laughs) You're a man made piece of concrete, I guess. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah, right? Because if you're operating from that level, if you're not growing anymore, at that point, you're just like straight ego, you're not even acknowledging your spirit. So you're not, you're no longer acknowledging the natural part of you, you're now only acknowledging the man made part of you.
1: That's so true.
0: Your constructs, your belief systems, your limiting beliefs, like those all your titles. Like, your ego isn't inherently bad, but that is, like, the part of you that has come into existence in this lifetime to give you a sense of self. So if you're fully, like, aligned with – or not fully aligned, but only aware of that little portion of yourself and you're completely mm-hmm. ignoring your spirit, you're no longer growing. You're just stagnant.
1: That's true. Thanks.
0: Yeah. All right, so we'll end on that note.
1: Yeah, Uh, that's a good one.
0: (laughs) Thank you so much, Constance.
1: (laughs) No problem. This was a nice talk, and I really enjoyed it. I got to go pick up my check from work now.
0: Okay. (laughs) All right, cool. All right, love. I will talk to you soon. I love you. All right. Love you, too. Bye. Bye. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning into Oracle Aura Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please pop over to Apple Podcasts in the iTunes store and write a positive review. I would appreciate that so much. Or you can even screenshot this and share it on your Instagram story, tagging me at Oracle Jada, J-A-I-D-A, so we can connect on Instagram. I'm so excited to be sharing these episodes with you guys again, and I'm looking forward to connecting with some of you. I hope you guys have a beautiful day. Namaste.